0: What does Motion sound like? With Hands free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of Motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. Hello and welcome to another edition of the wildcatauthority.com podcast. I say another edition, even though it's not, because we haven't had one in quite a while. But thankfully, nothing new has happened. Just a Kevin Sumlin firing, a new uh, head football coach, football staff, basketball stuff, uh, postseason ban. I moved houses. Other than that, though, not much has happened uh, in WildcatAuthority.com land. So with all that being said... Um, I don't want to delve too much into every little thing with football. There's so much going on um, with recruiting. I mean, like recruiting should be its own separate podcast because there's so much going on. It makes little sense for me to go into recruiting on this podcast. So um, you have my word that we're going to be doing more of these. I'm settled in. Everything's back to normal and all that. Um, So you have my word that we're going to be doing uh, a little bit more. I think the easiest thing to do... Or the one thing that makes the most sense in this podcast is to discuss Kevin Sumlin and the tr- transition uh, to Jed Fish as the head football coach of Arizona. So, um, clearing up Kevin Sumlin, you know, there was a point about two weeks left in the season, actually, really going into the season, where it would take just a monumental collapse for Kevin Sumlin to lose his job because of the financial obligations that Arizona had. I mean, just because Kevin Sumlin got fired doesn't mean that Arizona financially is any better off than it was. It's probably worse off, um, you know, because that cost quite a bit of money. But the belief by a lot of people is that the ASU game is what did Kevin Sumlin in. Um, I can say that I got word before the ASU game um, happened the the week before the ASU game happened. That can you hear my dog uh, playing on its uh, on its squeaky toy? By the way, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, anyway, that's the life. You know, that's the life of wildcat authority reporting. My wife is now holding a toy while three dogs surround her, waiting for one squeak so they could jump on her and ruin the recording of this <laughs> again. So anyway. Um, If anyone wants to make a GoFundMe for a separate studio, let me know, email me, whatever it may be. So, as I was saying, um, there was actually a rumor, and the reason it got quiet in Tucson is that there was a rumor that Kevin someone had been fired before the ASU game, um, to the point where I stayed home chasing it. I know someone in the AD office had to respond to it, and Arizona considered very briefly making an official statement Um, but never did. And I had contacted Athletic Director Dave Hickey about a week before the ASU game, um, the night after uh, the previous game. And I said, you know, can I have a comment on Kevin Sumlin's job status? It got quiet. You know, credit to Dave Hickey. I will say that he has told me in the past that he doesn't comment on coaching changes during a season, um, but he at least has gotten back to me in the past and told me that. This time, uh, the email was pretty much ignored. I don't know if I should be sharing that, but whatever. Um, and so I received a text from someone I trust very much, and they said, it's done. ASU game doesn't matter. It's going to be done. Now look, if Arizona goes out and beats ASU 70-7, to 7, who knows? But um, I could tell you that I think at the point where it was like 21 to nothing or whatever it was in the ASU game, um, I started writing my Kevin Sumlin is Fired article and we as Tucson Media was working with ASU Media um, to basically create a, uh, a hot board. And so it, it was obvious that you can't in any way, shape or form go in front of the Arizona fans, media, national fans, media, whatever it may be and say, look, this dude that just lost 70 to seven. Um, let just just say another year we're headed in the right direction. This guy who lost 70 to seven, um, had some off the field issues that, you know, maybe didn't get as much attention and has the 65th recruiting class in the nation. What are you selling at that point? And so I think what that becomes is, you know, even though it happened before the ASU game, it became a discussion of, okay, it's going to cost us $8 million to get rid of Kevin Sumlin and his staff. But it's going to cost us a lot more coming out of COVID. And what I kept hearing from a few sources that, again, I I have a couple guys I trust very dearly with coaching stuff, is you have to be able to come out of COVID with a financial plan that's going to get you back financially to where you want to be. And I don't think it's any secret that keeping Kevin Sumlin wasn't the answer there. Like, how are you going to fill seats after a 70-7 to loss or whatever it may be? You know, how are you going to fill seats next season with Kevin Sumlin coming out of COVID when you need to fill seats in order to keep jobs, in order to get back upright? And the more you think about it, even though you didn't really have to think about it, there's no answer. There's never any positive answer or any way for Arizona to do that. And so the easy decision and mike luke wrote an article on this it was an easy decision to fire kevin someone it had to be done there was no alternatives if you sat down and made the pros and cons that was that and so we were we were ready to go um you know it took a day longer than people wanted but that's lawyer stuff and in arizona from what i understand is still trying to find a way where it may not have to pay the whole buyout um you know I, i don't have an update as of last week but i i do know that Arizona is working to find a way to maybe not pay the entire buyout to Kevin Sumlin and save money in that regard. Um, in terms of finances, I, I think that you do have to give credit to Arizona for basically saying, look, you know, we owe normal zoning money. We owe Paul Rhodes money. Um, but hey, Jed Fish, go ahead and hire your guys. And I'm not saying that Arizona didn't suggest Ricky Humley and Chuck Cecil. Um, I think it's easier to do with Jed Fish because Fish knows Ricky Humley and has worked for him uh, with him. Um, but, um, you know, credit there. It wasn't, you know, a situation where you had to keep Paul Rhodes as your defensive coordinator. Um, that was pre- decided pretty early on um, by Fish um, that that was going to be the deal. Um, so, again, Jed Fish, how did we get there? Well, yeah. Uh, it's tough to figure out the real names very often in a coaching search because you hear so many names come up. And the, the route that I choose to take is if I hear a name and I could source it, I'm reporting it. And, you know, I, I don't do BS. I don't do like some random dude texting me and says, hey, I saw this guy at the airport or Ringcon market because that's not how this stuff works. Um, jedfish Fish was a name that at first I didn't consider. Um, that was probably my screw up because looking back on it when someone was hired i had heard that jed fish probably finished third it was ken uh from navy i'm not i don't know how to say his last name or well, i mean i do but i don't want to keep saying it so it's was Ken from navy uh someone and fish and there's some controversy as to who made the hire he e, robbins whatever whatever we're past that we know that fish was top three um ken uh, there's some rumors this time around that basically Hiki had offered him the job. It was a verbal agreement of some sort, um, and then it fell apart at one point. Um, I have other sources that don't think that he was very much in it. Um, the night that I reported that Fish had interviewed for the job was the first night that I was under belief that he was going to get the job. Um, I will say that I had heard from that same source. I don't think Arizona could do it. They need to sell tickets they need to have that financial plan the fans are going to go crazy and so um, alex grinch was another name that came up but i was told that alex grinch had a conversation despite what other people say it was not an interview it was a conversation it went absolutely nowhere Um, i do believe that brennan and san jose state finished second there was no offer now i could tell you that the conversations, and I and I can't get into too much detail, and I'm not sure I posted this, but the conversations between Brennan and Hickey were not good. There were some things asked by both parties which just didn't fit. Now, was Brennan going to get an offer? Had that conversation gone well? I don't know. I can't say. But there were some things in terms of what each guy wanted that the other couldn't provide, and it kind of fell apart. Would San Jose say would Brendan have taken the job? I think so. Now, would he have taken the job with what Arizona wanted him? Certain things him, I don't know. And would Arizona obviously felt that fish was better in terms of the conversations they had, in terms of what each guy wanted, etc. And so from there, uh, it was fish. Um, it, it was fish. We, you know, we got the note that it was going to be, you know, as I tweeted the night before, it was going to be announced and everything. He was in new england but he wasn't in the building um, it was it was fish and so as we know um <laughs> the fan reaction was insane uh, i did something that i've never done and hopefully never will do again and i posted please stay with me that's how angry it was i had publishers from other sites text me and go i've never seen anything like this in all my years um, stick with it. And I can say that I've been doing this for 15 years now. And, you know, my, my source had said the fans are going to go wild and, and they were right. And the fans were wild. And I was, you know, I'm pretty calm. I'm not going wild or anything, but I tweeted, look, he, there's certain moves that fish has to make. And one of the first things I said is the alumni are pissed. They wanted Brennan, a good chunk of them. Some of them wanted Pierce, et cetera. Now, going back to Antonio Pierce, I do believe that he was a legit candidate. He had asked guys on ASU and other places if they would be willing to go to Arizona. It would have been a recruiting heavy staff as opposed to a coaching heavy staff. There's an argument to be had for for either one, um, but Arizona never offered. I don't think he was using Arizona. I do think he would have taken it if the offer Um, Was what he wanted if it was a BS offer and they couldn't provide what he wanted for a staff and all that He wouldn't have taken it, but if they came strong I I do believe that Pierce would have taken it Um, I know the Antoine Kaysen thing people had mentioned that that was never ever going to happen It was a cool idea Kaysen tried to get in there had some support Um, It was fun while it lasted Kenny Dillingham was another name that was mentioned Um, He had a booster in Phoenix that had supported him, but I never got the vibe that really got off the ground. It would have been him, Charlie um, I My guess for is the Tim DeRoyda rumors started because if he was a coach, DeRoyda would have been the D.C. Um, beyond that, I, I don't really know. But going back to where I was, I tweeted that Fish had to talk to the alumni. Well, boom. Talked to him like twice within 48 hours. Calmed them down. Um, you know, what, what we're seeing now is bringing Brandon Sanders on the staff. Chuck Cecil. Ricky Hunley, um, you know, there's a rumor there's going to be at least one more uh, alum that joins the staff in some capacity. He knows what he's doing. Now, does that translate to on the field wins and on the field success? I have no idea. But I will say that as of now, January 17th, he understands the crowd reaction, the fan reaction and how to handle it. He has made the right moves. Kevin Sumlin's biggest downfall off the field was his public persona. The only time he tweeted, basically, is when he got a commitment. Fish has tweeted more, you know, the hints. Yeah, it, it, it might be corny, okay? That's fine. It's corny. It's great. The media loves it. Fans love it. Gets them guessing. Gets them involved. Um, you know, it, it's not about the corny fact or all that. It's about the public getting to know you type of deal. You know, he's having zoom meetings with the he said that he's going to and and i'll believe it when i see it not because i don't believe Jed fish but because i think it's really difficult to do he said he's going to do a weekly zoom meeting with high school football coaches in the state and he said the other day in the presser which we'll be writing up this week that he's he's calling every single high school in arizona and people are like there's no way there's a thousand high schools in arizona he's not going to do that he did it You have each member of the staff and the analysts do it. Some schools, from what I understand, four Arizona coaches call the staff. It's wild. And so, yeah, there's more to it. You can't go from Zoom meetings to never hearing from them again. And then, you know, cool, you did it for the first week. And and the vibe I get is it's not going to be a one-week deal. Um, The vibe I get is that Jed Fish is basically saying, if a kid is leaving the state, so be it. We're doing everything we can. And it's those other kids, too. It's, you know, the, the kids that go to Boise. It's the kids that go, uh, you know, to, to across the country at a school that's no better than Arizona. Those are the ones that are bothersome. If the top five players in the state are going to go to Alabama, Oregon, that's tough. That's going to be tough for Jed Fish to fix. But it's like a guy like Amon Allen, for instance, who Arizona offered, and, and we have an article up on Wildcat Authority right now. The last staff didn't talk to him at all. You know, right now he's ranked 43rd in the state, which isn't great. But the kid was probably, statistically, the best DB in the state the past few years. And so there's something there. And so Chuck Cecil and Don Brown watch this tape and say, yeah, we're going to offer this kid, and he's probably going to commit. And that's the type of kid where he goes to BYU— He's awesome in three years. And everyone's going, well, how the heck did Arizona let him out of the state? That's the kind of kid that Arizona needs to keep in state. Where if it's a little iffy, you take that little iffy kid from Arizona, as opposed to that little iffy kid from California or Texas. Because if that kid from Arizona goes and he's awesome, uh, you're looking silly. You know, you just, you just, it looks stupid on your part. Um, to to go and, and not offer a kid um, because you were a little iffy on him, but then like with someone, offered kids from Texas as opposed to Arizona, and they're and they're not panning out. And so what I think you're going to see is um, a lot of these three star offers from Arizona, where you know the kid may have an offer from New Mexico, Boise State, Nevada type of deal, like oh that's a Mountain West prospect. Well, if Arizona thinks that he has a chance to become a Pac-12 prospect. They're going to go ahead and offer them. And they're going to offer the top 10 kids in the state also. I mean, just, you know, today, Sunday, they've offered three or four kids within the state on re-offers. And um, Chandler Hamilton, Russell Davis, they offered him no offers yet. He's nasty. Like, he's he's going to be good. Um, maybe some off-the-field concerns, whatever it may be. But Arizona's going to offer these kids and get on an early start you're going to see some 2023 and some 2024 offers go out also within the state california etc and what i find so interesting about the recruiting is that someone as we know you take a look at his coaching staff very texas heavy and instead what we're seeing from judd fish is very arizona we're going to recruit arizona we're going to recruit california mostly southern and we'll get to that in a second and we're going to recruit a little bit of texas not a lot but a little bit of Texas, and I think that some of the Texas you're going to see is from the, the analysts. Um, you know, they're able to recruit Texas. They've done it before, previous staff, et cetera. But I don't think you're going to see a lot in Texas. Now, what you're going to see is like San Diego, for instance. Uh, Jordan Papal, the tight ends coach, went to Oceanside. Chuck Cecil, San Diego area. Brandon Sanders, San Diego area. These guys are going to recruit San Diego very hard. I think that's going to be one of the top areas. Brennan Carroll has already offered three, four linemen in the state. Um, You know, I I don't know just yet if it's position or territory. It feels early on that it's by position because Brennan Carroll has offered every offensive lineman. Um, But that could just be a coaching thing. I think what's impressive is when I talk to these recruits, for instance, Amon Allen said that he talked to Don Brown and Chuck Cecil. So Chuck, he could play safety or he could play linebacker. But either way, you know, he talked to his defense coordinator and the position coach. And that's important. You need to be able to talk to your coordinator and your position coach, with, which is something that didn't happen very often under Rich Rodriguez and didn't happen very often um, under Kevin Sumlin as well. And so I, I will say, again, I don't know how successful Arizona is going to be. Um, I'd be surprised if they had a big turnaround next season. I think there's a lot of work. To go into this, but they're doing the right things early on in the process. The plan, when you, I had someone text me the other day that didn't like the fish hire at all and said I could see why he was hired. Because I guarantee you, Jeff Fish sat down with the plan that we're seeing right now. And when he presents it to an AD and a school president, it's impressive. Like, even if you don't didn't like the hire, like it's impressive. Look, I'm gonna bring in Arizona guys. I'm gonna create a position for high school relations and Arizona letter winners. Like, I tweeted the other day, how easy is that to do, and how stupid is it that no one else has done it? The Brandon Sanders is probably gonna have the position, and his job is to going to be to keep in-state schools and former Arizona Wildcat letter winners. In the fold. Like, what? No one ever thought of this? <laughs> it's like, no one ever thought of a program or, or a job to keep former Arizona players in the fold? He's going to get spring practice open. Um, you know, it, it, it hasn't been done since Stoops. Um, to the media, he's gonna. he said at the end of his press the other day, let me know if you guys need anything. We're definitely going to be available in the spring. I know the availability is going to go down during the season. I don't know what it's going to be, but that's normal. But in the spring, it's great. Um, you know, making every assistant coach available for 20 minutes. We had a four hour zoom the other day. That's wild. Can't recall that ever being done before. Um, usually we have to wait to the spring. You talk to the coaches, etc. cetera. This was different and, and you want to read that and you want to know what's going on in your community. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. And so I'm not saying Jed Fish is the best coach in the pac 12 or that, you know, Arizona is going to win a Rose bowl in two years. What I'm saying is, he is doing the right moves, and he deserves credit. And this is a very difficult job, um, you know, in, in terms of the staff you put together. I, I, we're going to break it down on, on a future podcast this week, probably in the next 24 hours or so. Like I said, I, I want to separate them. This is kind of the introductory Jed Fish one, but I like it. And, and, he, and he's the type of guy where I had heard you either like him a lot or you dislike him. There's not a real in-between. Um, i could say that in tucson i haven't talked to one person that dislikes him and i know it's early but he's a guy where he's just making the right moves getting rid of the right people i'll leave it at that there's certain people that he got rid of that um maybe made life difficult around the football office or, or were hard to keep he's brought in good people he's expanded the front office which i think is hugely important arizona's front office has been lacking and i give credit to asu for that whole front office NFL philosophy. I'm not saying that Fish is doing the same thing. You look at Alabama, the top schools in the country, they have the same thing. They're bringing in analysts all the time. Um, You know, you look at the analysts that Arizona has brought in and and they've done a nice job. They Rasul, good coach. Um, you know Deron Montgomery who I thought should have been not should have been but could have been the the wide receiver coach I love the wide receiver hire of Kevin Cummings but Deron Montgomery is going to be a position coach in a few years I guarantee it he's that impressive and so they've done a very good job in that area and you know a couple weeks in you got to credit Jed Fish Uh, we're going to see what happens with recruiting and 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 how he um, kind of closes out the class we'll have another podcast like that as well so we're going to have a couple podcasts. We're going to do another podcast on a separate for the coaching staff and another one for recruiting and where it goes from there. But you have my word. I'll try to make it quieter with the dog toys and all that next time. But you have my word that we will have more podcasts moving forward. So um, I appreciate you for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Jason Shear senior publisher of Wildcat Authority. And uh, we'll catch you again in a few days.